Why? I'm 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 getting up this morning, trying to get ready for my my normal American job, like you know the rest of the people out here. And I see a couple. The first couple of tweets I see is about some meat. Here we go. It's about some straight up meat. And people, excuse my country accent. I'm not saying me. I'm saying meat. M e a t. M e a t. I'm seeing some meat. So I'm wondering why are people on the timeline discussing discuss discussing some, some a man's meat? But I said, you know what? My God is a good God. All the time. I don't need to be subjected to this, whatever this is about. I'm just going to keep scrolling so I never find out. And mm -hmm. I, ignorance is bliss. Well, I keep scrolling and I keep scrolling. And next thing you know, here come video, Drake meat, bam, right in my face. And I was like, oh, my good Lord. I tried to scroll past it. I did scroll past it, Could but I, but I still got like 0.75 second of meat right in my face. Pause, but not in my face on my so you don't you can you can just throw the pause away because this this is a we'll, we'll be saying pause all night. So now I'm sitting here like, yo, what's up with some of these comments under this? Like I saw the reaction, like the replies, the quotes. That because listen, and to that little huzzy that kept retweeting all this stuff onto my timeline, I'm muting you. Blocked and reported. I'm because you a freak. But now I got to see all these. Drake got the super meat. I saw somebody say, "Y'all, that was AI. That was actually my meat instead." And I saw someone else said. <laughs> I, I saw another dude say. Yo, I I didn't know I I didn't know Drake was packing, but now that he's packing like that, I feel like his music hit a little bit differently now. I mean, it, it got it got a little weird. It got a little weird. Of course, I saw a lot of the ladies saying a lot of grapefruit emojis, a lot of grapefruit actions. If you've seen uh what's the movie? Tiffany Haddish, Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, girls trip. Girls trip. A lot of a lot, a lot. I saw a lot of comments like that from the ladies. So here's what I'm gonna say, and then we can get into episode 130. Oh no, I have a funny story about this too. Of, of episode 132 of Speak on It, ladies and gentlemen, the internet is an interesting place. Some days you wake up and you see you you see an old an old black man hitting an old white man over the head with a white steel chair outside of a boat a few times <laughs> other times you get on the internet you see cat williams telling the world about his truths biggest lies ever you see hove get nervous and start telling the truth and then a couple days later you see drake's meat on the timeline I didn't need to Disgusting. see that. And here's what I'm going to say. We used to be a proper society back in my Twitter days. Yep. We used to be a society that wouldn't dare take time to discuss man meat. What, what is going on? 
I would rather us get hell. into the Ratatouille versus Stuart Little debate because I'm with Stephen A on that one. Oh, Ratatouille by a mile. Thank you. He got to get. He had to get it out. Stuart, yeah, Stuart Little wears khakis. Like, come on, he getting washed. Stuart Little's white. He losing off that. <laughs> 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 and that's not racy, people. Watch it, Danny. What say you about Drake's meat? We're going to keep this real short and sweet. I was at work today and my wife texted me and she was like, oh, Usher released tour dates because she want like we want to go see Usher. And I was like, OK, that's cool. My colleague who was a male says, have you been on Twitter today? And I was like, yeah, yeah. Usher announced his concert. And he was like, what? No. Drake's meat is trending. And I was like, excuse me? Why? First off. It's why he use it's trending. Like I don't like that language. It's trending, freak ass boy. Yeah, I think he was trying to imply like you really not on Twitter if you haven't seen this. And then my Twitter. other colleague who, my other colleague who was a woman, pulled out her phone and texted her husband. Drake's dick is trending, and I was like, why would you say that to your husband? That's a wild thing to text to your your partner. And he just responded with three dots. We used to be a proper society. We used to be a society that had SEC national champions in football and no <laughs> meat on the timeline. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 132 of Speak On It. Uh, I am the good brother yeah. with the Nas fade. So you already know when you see this Nas fade back in business, people, for all you on the audio adventure, you know it can only be one bro. It is the brother Los D-Mix. Joined here, as always, by the smoothest bald head on the East Coast, Danny Ocean. How are we doing, my brother? I think you mean the Travis Kelsey fade. No, listen, let me, <laughs> let me, let me just double down for all my brothers out here, to all my brothers out here, and to all my brothers out here. This, what I got, is known as the fade, the ball fade, the boosie fade, um, oh, the boosie fade, the Nas fade. If you, if you feeling real New Yorkish, um. But what it will not be and never be called is the Travis Kelsey. I'm sorry. He goes and asks for the bald fade when he when he gets his haircut. And that's what we're going to call it by its proper name. So to all you Chads, to all you Brads, Joey, Marks, uh, Nikolai, if you, if, you, if you have the name of a disciple or relax, relax, just relax. We only six days in the Black History Month, and look how y'all acting. Um, in Kelsey's defense, last night at media night for the Super Bowl, he did say, like, I did not invent this haircut. Travis Kelsey, you a good man. Oh, he he know he know when he go back to black women, he can't have that on his resume. You. We'll talk about that. Yes. I don't. You, so you think this is temporary? Yes. Yes. One thousand percent. That's hate. That's truth. Where do you what? Where do you get this notion from that 
I can't say it on these airways. We can talk afterwards. Okay. I'm, I'm curious to hear it. Danny, why don't you let the good people know where this show is brought to them by? This show is brought to you by the good folks at goingfor2.com. Head over to goingfor2.com for all your fantasy needs. Uh, the season, the NFL season ends on Sunday, but fantasy season never ends. Start preparing for your dynasty drafts. Start preparing for your redrafts. Start preparing for the draft in general at Going For Two. Shout out to everyone in the chat. Jamie Wilden already. Kyle, Akili. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Danny, um, listen, today we're going to talk, obviously, we're going to talk a little bit of NFL before we maybe do one final recap of the Super Bowl. We'll chat a little yes, bit sir. of the coaching carousel, uh, chat a little bit about the NFL Pro Bowl, chat a little bit about the NBA with NBA trade trade deadline coming up. We'll chat a little bit about WNBA free agency, chat a little bit about some WWE. Um, but actually... I want to start since I see Kyle and Akili in here and Jamie in here. I want to start with a little fantasy talk because do it. Uh, I'm looking in our I'm, I'm looking in our ten team dynasty league one QB and I'm I'm Danny I'm trying to get into the second round. I own half of the picks of the third. Yep. I mean, listen, it's been real quiet. I feel like things are going to pick up after the draft. Think so. Yeah, I I really like business is going to pick up after the draft. We know where people have landed. Danny, how many, what kind of pick package would it take to get 204? It would take a lot because a lot of people are buying for 204 and 201. It's going to take a lot. Mm. I'd I'd have to sit and think about it. A lot of people have shown intrigue in 204 because 201, it's going to take a, 201 is essentially a first-round pick. Mm, okay. But I do have a lot of picks. Like, I'll be – I 209 is definitely on the table, 310. I don't think anyone wants 310. But I have three second-round picks next year. I have three thirds next year. All right. We, we Keely, I'm, I'm, I'm curious because, Akili, I hit you up yesterday asking what the asking price is for Jonathan Taylor. Akili, I'm also, he full I'm of also, shit. I'm also curious on what what the asking price would be for 205 or 207. Akili, full of shit. He'll respond to you in two weeks. Nah, nah, nah. Akili, what's the asking price for Jonathan Taylor and or a, and or one of those second round picks? I'm I'm willing to give you. Actually, I don't know. Let me know. I'm trying to I'm trying to get into the second round though, but as of right now, in this in this three round draft, I got 301, 305, 306, 307, 309, along with 102. So I mean see everyone that I want, you've told me you're the person who said everyone on the bench is available and everyone who is not on the bench. Hold on, Achille. Achille being mad disrespectful right now. So, ladies and gentlemen who are following along via the audio adventure, Achille in the chat says, quiet, Danny. You lowballing harder than Will these days. No way. Achille, everything that I've offered has been an overpay. Way over. Kyle, could I interest you in a sh- in uh, Luke Musgrave or a Tucker Craft? Maybe for a 
maybe for like a Quincy Williams or a uh, or a Noah Brown type beat. Let me know, Kyle. Maybe a yeah. All right, so can we can we go to Achilles? Achilles said he would drop screenshots. So, so, so Danny, why don't you talk? It. Why don't you talk about this deal between you and Achilles that you've been discussing? Yeah, so I wanted Jamar Chase and Etn. So I offered 101, 204, a twenty twenty five second rounder, Dalton Kincaid, and Christian Watson. What was the what did what did you ask for? I wanted Jamar Chase and Etn. You offered him one hundred one. 204, a 2025 second rounder, Dalton Kincaid, and Christian Watson. That's a that's a low ball offer? Yeah, he's saying that's a low ball. I I think that's a I think that's a solid offer. Thank you. He's saying he wants all that just for Jamar. That's insane. Mm. No, I don't uh... I, if you maybe Chelsea if you do it, I, see here's the thing I don't know see that's why the Bam trade is crazier because because you saw what Bam gave up for Jalen Waddle and it messes up the trade. That's it. That know. is a great offer for two players. You get a top five tight end. You get your chance to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. a second rounder. And Christian Watson. Oh, Cal said he's made stronger offers for Chase. No, no, no. He said that's what he wants just for Jamar Chase. I sent that for Jamar Chase and ETN. I ain't giving all that up for Jamar Chase. That's insane. Akili, would you be interested in a trade for Jonathan Taylor? Oh, he's going to ask for every pick in the third round. And then he's going to ask for your first round pick next year. I would be willing to start off by trading you Keaton Mitchell if you're open to having him. We can talk. And then, so Achilles says to me, I have a top three tight end. You have sent me offers for Dalton Kincaid multiple times this season. You have asked me about Dalton Kincaid multiple times. What more do you want? Mm. What more does he want, ladies and what gentlemen? More, he, he, he want 101, 201, 204, Don Kincaid, probably a second in the first next year. No, I ain't doing all that. That's crazy. I, I made a fair deal. You know what? As I hear y'all talk about your trades, I would like to come out as the general manager of the Las Vegas Horned Ducks to let everyone know we might be closing up the trading shop. We know who we're getting at 102 to imp improve our wide receiver room. Yeah, we know who you're getting at 101. But in all seriousness, that, was that a fair deal, what I offered for Chase and ETN? I thought it was a decent deal. Like, I wasn't up, I, I wasn't upset with that offer. Um, but I guess Akili thought otherwise. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at my team now. Let, listen to this stable of running backs. Tajay Spears, Devon A. Chain, Devin Singletary, Jerome Ford, Chase Brown, Ramondre Stevenson, Keaton Mitchell. Oh, now you open to trade Ramondre? 
No, I'm just asking to listen to my running back room. It's not a bad running back room. Like this was a running back room that initially started with Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor. And now I'm trying, I'm interested in maybe bringing Jonathan Taylor back to really lead this veteran running back room. But honestly, I think we got a stable of young backs. I think we got a stable of young. Here's where I think it's get, it gets shaky at my roster. My quarterbacks are Josh Allen and Jared Goff. Mm -hmm. I have. Listen, I need to start looking at the future, at what life without Josh Allen looks like at the quarterback position. My, I'm, you know, Jared Goff's a good option, but we don't know how much productive he production he has. So I might have a two or three year window where I may need to reevaluate the quarterback position. But listen to these, listen to these wide receivers: mm -hmm. Mike Evans, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, Trey Tucker. Romeo Dubs, Trey Palmer, Cedric Tillman. That's my wide receiver room. It's it's a lot of a lot of a lot of guys maybe pushing the end of their prime years. It might be time to you yeah. Know you, I mean? You're looking for someone who wants to win now. Akili, even through all this, I'm still open to talking about Jamar. A little bit. Well, just know that Gladys agrees with Kyle, and Kyle says you can no. do better for both Chase and ETN. Well, so I'm brother. not. I'm not. Well, then, Danny, what can I do? What type of offer would get 209? 209 is a different story. Because, you know, I want A-Chain back, but it sounds like that's not in the cards. It unfortunately is not. But what I can offer you for 209. Achilles said, it's not a low ball, but admit, I admit, but are two top five players at their positions, but I'm giving you two top five. Yeah, let's just talk about Chase and Achilles. You and I will talk later. Y'all ain't getting no deal done. No, we not. Listen. <laughs> Listen, for 209, how would you feel about maybe I'm gonna do a BAM trade? Give me Rokon Smith for 209. <laughs> no. But what I what do you need? What positions do you need, Danny? So hold on, let me go to the team. I would like a little bit more solid depth at running back. No, actually, I'm okay at running back. Yeah, like I feel like I have great depth. I need hitters. Like I need, like I have great depth at running back. I could use a running back that's more of a pass catcher, right? Like I have, I have Montgomery, James Conner, Aaron Jones, and Charbonnet. Like three of those guys are more traditional. I have some wide receiver depth. I have a little tight end depth. I mean, I could always use more pass catchers. Got plenty of tight ends. You might need a Devin Singletary type beat. Yeah, like that. I might be open to that. I'd have to really go through your roster and think about it. Tell me, tell me who I can't have, and then we can start from there. Well, everyone in my starting lineup, and then my injured reserve guys—they're they're injured right now, so we're we're keeping them in house while they get healthy. So anyone on the bench is up for grabs. Anyone up on the bench is up for grabs. Are you uh, open to trading future picks as well or picks too? Um, 
It depends. Like I'm trying to I'm trying to maybe trade some of my third round picks, but I want to hold on to 102 and 301. Okay. But I got five, six, seven, and nine in the third. And I and got ladies, yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, I just got a trade from Kyle. Oh, what's five. let me tell you something. You know who's a good businessman? No one ever says anything bad about Kyle. Kyle has offered 305 for Quincy Williams. Hmm. Kyle. Kyle's going to be sneaky good next season. I just know it. I don't know about that one, Kyle. It's not a bad one, but. Is Bam here? Bam, I sent you a trade two weeks ago and you never responded, and I'm really upset. Achilles said, take it. So it has to be a good deal. For Quincy Williams. uh, He said, you'll never get a better offer. Shut up, Achilles. (laughs) Kyle's like the purest among us in this dynasty league. Like he's true. He's smart, he's honest, and everyone else is just a bunch of two-time, except D. Friedman. He never participates in anything. That man called him. Bro, but he he made it all the way to the championship game. Which is crazy. And, hey, he was setting his lineup, too, so that's why I didn't hate. He'd just be ignoring us. Uh, I I actually sent Kyle a... A, a counter actually oh what's the counter instead of 305 i offered 309 for quincy okay. williams we'll see kyle's gonna say no thank you we'll see um yes, danny since, uh, go ahead no nah, achilles like kyle's the only non-degenerate yes that is true achilles he is not a degenerate like the rest of us i'm not a degenerate i'm listen yes you are Y'all don't understand. Y'all not listening to the 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 y'all haven't really really been paying attention to like the overhaul I've done on this roster low key. I'm talking about as human beings, we're degenerates. Oh. Yeah, not as general. Like I think we're all decent general managers. We just be in there saying crazy degenerate stuff. That's a great word, Achilles degenerate. That's the name of the, the group, the degenerates. Oh, if 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 well Call me Triple H then. <laughs> yeah. with, ladies and gentlemen, let's start off with some NFL news. Danny, let's just, since we're here, since we're talking through some things, let's just uh, talk through a few of the NFL topics before we hit back on the Super Bowl, all right? Let's do it. Let's start on the head coaching carousel um, around the league. So so there's been some articles coming out about Ben Johnson. So you know Ben Johnson came out. He's letting everyone know he's staying in Detroit to be the offensive coordinators. But there's been... A few, uh, there's been a few reports from the athletic in particular coming out, basically, um, basically saying that Ben Johnson pulled the sham god move out on all these scenes <laughs> on what is asking price. Um, and Loki saying that he was kind of unprofessional in his rejection, um, before eventually, I mean, his rejection, rejecting of teams before ultimately deciding to go back. Yep. So, you think this is a big deal or no deal, my brother? I think we need to be very particular in what team he did this to. The Washington Commanders were on a plane en route to interview them, 
And his agent, Ben Johnson's agent, reaches out to the team and says, now nah, we good over here while the commanders were still in the air. Uh, this is a big deal. If the offense in Detroit struggles next year, it is not a big deal if it is a top 10 unit again because no one is going to care because who cares about the Washington Commanders? They are the Commanders. I I think this is a big deal because, yo, imagine being on a plane to go hang out with somebody and while you're on the plane, they, they call you. Listen, no, people, I want you to listen to my words. While you're on a plane, they call you. Yep. No, and tell don't. you, yo, I'm we can't hang this weekend. Let me say that one more time for maybe the people who not really following. While you're on the plane to them, they call you to tell you, yo, we're not able to hang out. I imagine what you would say when you land and you waiting on them to come pick you up. <laughs> Hilarious. Luckily, it was a private plane, but. Do they hold on? Let me see if they play Detroit next year because that would be even funnier. I don't think they do. Nah, no, they, they don't. They, they play. They play a first place schedule. They're out of that uh, last place. Oh schedule. yeah, that's right. That's right. So we'll yeah, see how man. Good they really are. I just. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was funny. I was like, "Yo, the the Washington Commanders sound like they're trying to cover up um, what was ultimately like a coaching blunder on their behalf," but. What they're also doing while doing this is kind of embarrassing, as Kyle's saying in the chat, Aaron Glenn, because they're basically kind of saying that we intended to essentially waste your time. Um, yeah. So I think it's a big deal. And and it's, I think um, I think this is not playing out to the degree that which I think Washington kind of meant to when they kind of leaked some of this info. Yeah, I think out of all the, the teams – and you know you do winners and losers for the coaching care so I feel like Washington's one of the biggest losers because they had they had a head start a, you know a bigger head start than most of these folks and they still mm-hmm. I'm not saying Dan yeah. Quinn is a bad hire but Dan Quinn is definitely a safe hire. We'll see what they're able to do for sure. Dan Quinn and Cliff Kingsbury as the offensive coordinator. So and Caleb uh, Williams you- is from DC or he's from the area. Do you think that um, that with Cliff Kingsbury being the offensive coordinator and this kind of solidifies that Sam Howell will not be the quarterback for next season, do you think this is a big deal or no deal? Uh, I think this is an opportunity for the commanders to potentially get something for Sam Howell. You know, there's always an injury in training camp. And maybe you can flip Sam Howell for a second or a third. And, and call the quits and, you know, sign a veteran to help back up whoever this um, it's hilarious. If it's Drake may, because Drake may was Sam Howell's backup at UNC, they were teammates. So the roles would just be reversed. That'd be kind of funny, but I feel like if you can get something for Sam, Howell, you do it, sign a veteran who knows their place, like a Marcus Mariota. Um, is Colt McCoy still out there somewhere? You know, you know, like someone like that who who's there, they know their role. This is the rookies. Like the same house, not looking over your shoulder. So here's my thing. I think it's a big deal because I, I think if you're the the commanders, you move in one of two ways. One of one way that I've been hearing that I think they should do, and then another way, another theory that I've heard from a few of my Washington Commander fans. I want to just put out there so other people can hear. So I think that. If I'm the commanders, 
I'm trying to move up to 101, grab Caleb Williams, yep. build some excitement around the organization that hasn't been there for a while. New ownership. They're trying to sell tickets. They're trying to get people excited. They're trying to move the team into Arlington. Um, so you got to start. You got to start somewhere. You need a quarterback. I think with a lot of uh, they got a lot of money in cap space, a lot of cap space this offseason. So I think they can where they may have holes at other positions. They are likely to either spend there or try to draft in other places. But I think it starts with I think I personally think it starts with trading up and getting Caleb Williams. But I also heard from some of my Washington Commanders friends that the Commanders should draft Joe Alt with their first round pick. They should go out and sign a veteran QB like Russ Wilson under Cliff Kingsbury to help re revitalize his career. And they should use the draft to really address other holes, particularly on the offensive line, linebacker, defense, and then rebuild from there. Maybe it's a one or two year thing with Russ and then you're maybe looking at like a Shador Sanders or something like that in a year or two. Or maybe you find a veteran QB on the back who's who's doing very well in the back nine of his career that maybe you're able to ride out maybe like a vet, uh, Baker Mayfield. What say you to that? I quarterback is the most important position in the NFL, and if you have a chance to draft him, that's what you do, right? The Bengals were in in hell. They draft Joe Burrow two years later in the Super Bowl. Like, a, a, if you have a chance to get that guy. You move heaven and hurt to get him. So the commanders have two overall, two second round picks, two thirds, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth, and a seventh. This draft is really deep. It's a really deep offensive tackle draft, depending on what you have to give up to go get Caleb Williams. Like if you can keep one of those second round picks, you probably can. But if you can, like you can probably get your your tackle for the future in the second round. For me, it's you go, you get the quarterback first, you get your quarterback, and you figure everything else out. But what say, what are you that convinced that Caleb Williams will be exactly what the franchise needs at 101 if you're Washington or if you're Chicago? No, but you can't be the person that whiffed, right? It's better to be the team that drafted the bust than the team that didn't draft the Hall of Famer. We make fun of the team that didn't draft the Hall of Famer more than the team who drafted the bust, right? We don't make fun of the Raiders. Do we? For, we do. We don't make fun of the Raiders for drafting Jamarcus Russell. But we, yes, do, we do. But we do make fun of Chicago for passing over Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Right? Like, you, you see what I'm getting at? Like, every draft drafting a bust at number one is more likely – than drafting a Hall of Famer, but you don't want to be the team that passed on the Hall of Famer. But what if you get a, a, a old veteran who comes in and has a Hall of Fame back nine? Like who? Like do you, do you believe in Russell that much? Like what? You want Kirk Cousins back? Because we know we know that Kirk Cousins is the measuring stick. Now, granted, for a team that hasn't been to the playoffs since twenty twenty, maybe Kirk Cousins is an upgrade, and it probably is. But if you're talking about, like you said, new ownership and you want to get some excitement, are you going to sell tickets with Kirk Cousins or Russell Wilson and you draft Joe Alt number two overall? Listen, I would be honest with you, drafting an offensive tackle at number two overall with this deep of a QB draft, in my insane. opinion, it would get somebody fired and you would set a franchise back a few years. Correct. Unless you're a team whose quarterback got injured 
well, Arizona's going to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. if he falls. But if Marvin Harrison Jr. isn't there at four and Arizona drafts another tackle, okay, yeah, that makes sense there to get Kyler. But, yeah, yeah, and now you're just trying to fill him with superstar talent while you still have him. So, Correct. Yeah. What about over in Atlanta? Raheem Morris is now the head coach of the Falcons, making him the first black head coach in Atlanta Falcons franchise history. Danny. Big deal or no deal? Have the Falcons ever had a black interim head coach? Because I feel like they have. Um, because I think they have. I think he's the first. Was, wasn't time. Raheem the interim yeah, head coach there? So this is the first black like head coach, no interim in front, which is kind of crazy because Atlanta is like the second blackest, third or fourth blackest city behind like Baltimore. It's supposed to be, yeah, it's supposed to be Chocolate City. Or, yeah. Or, or the new DC. Wakanda, whatever. Yeah, there, there it is. The new Wakanda. It's kind of crazy. Big deal. It's always a big deal, even though we're in 2024 and we're still saying the first insert race here to XYZ. Kind of crazy, but it's still a big deal whenever it happens. I think it is a tremendously big deal. It's such a big deal that if I'm Raheem, I'm celebrating the old fashioned way. Fish fry, bring yeah. in all. Listen, oh, with the cornbread, the mac and cheese, the collard greens. We need, you know what I mean? We need, we need the hoops. We need the spades tables. We need the Uno table and a nice little DJ. And we gonna do it, you know what I mean? The old fashioned way. The do you play spades? Do you play no, spades? No. Neither do I. I had one bad experience in college. Never played again. No, I just never learned. It's yeah. People take spades too seriously. I do play Uno. When you play Uno, are you the person who says you can't stack multiple draw twos on top of each other? Why are you trying to stack that many draw twos? You should just be draw two and that's it. No, you, draw should, you should be able to stack, especially if it's someone you don't like. Oh, man. Yeah. Ain't nothing yeah. worth okay. So your Uno games must must end in physical violence. No, they don't. They end with me winning. Yeah, okay. Um, listen, how about the NFL Pro Bowl? Big deal or no deal in your opinion? No deal. Didn't watch a single minute of it. I do not care. Listen... This is definitely not a deal, but I'll tell you what, if you took time out your day to watch the NFL Pro Bowl and you even took more time out your day to gamble on it, call the call the hotline. Call call them people. They call got them something people. for you. You that can you, wrap you in love. You I'm gambling, honest. you gambling on the center, you know, the what was it? The 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 snap contest between the centers, you gambling on that, call the hotline. Oh yeah. And call the hotline expeditiously because I know in about a week and a half you're gonna be calling, uh, you're gonna be gambling on the NBA All Star Weekend, and we just can't do that. No, we, we can't. But hey, put two hundred down on the favorite to win that slam dunk contest. Listen, Danny, before we get out of here on the NFL stuff, yep. Let's talk about the big game. Ladies and gentlemen, we chatted about it last week with, with Jeff. And shout out to Jeff for taking the time to come spend spend, spend an episode with us. Super Bowls this weekend. Yes, of sir. Of course. The Niners versus the Chiefs, part two. Mahomie versus Purdy. The young, the young up-and-coming up GOAT versus Mr. Irrelevant, Mr. Underthought, Mr. Overlooked, Mr. I've Got All the Weapons, Mr. Brock Purdy, Danny, any changes to your predictions from last week on this game? Yep. Last week I said San Francisco will win and Debo will win Super Bowl MVP. I gotta start picking against Patrick. I'm 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 switching. I can't pick against Patrick. I'm I'm picking Mahomes. I'm picking Mahomes. Who and you're picking him to win Super Bowl MVP as well? 
Yes, but I think if there's any long shot, it would be Isaiah Pacheco. If the if the Lions did one thing in the NFC Championship, they showed you can run on the Chiefs. I mean, not run on the Chiefs. You can run on the Niners, and if you stick to it, you can do a lot of damage. So hopefully Andy Reid doesn't start getting too cute and just hand it to the angry baby and let Isaiah Pacheco rack up these yards. Listen, I saw in the clip that Jeff sent uh that's been doing some doing some rounds i looked i I looked at the some of the comments and i saw i saw what y'all was saying about my take about how it it would be crazy that the niners would would score 10 points and never score another touchdown i saw all the comments y'all thought we was crazy y'all thought we don't know sports y'all kept saying niner gang niner gang niner gang well listen here ladies and gentlemen i'm gonna let you know that i have changed my stance a little bit oh let me tell you, last week I came in here and said that I thought the Chiefs were going to, I mean, the Niners were going to score 10 points and the Chiefs were going to go on to score 24 unanswered and win the game. Here, I'm here to say this. To all you Niners fans, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. So here's what I really think is going to happen. I think the Niners are going to come out and they're going to score a touchdown. And then I think the Chiefs are going to come out and they're going to score a touchdown. And I think they're going to stop the Niners and they're going to get the ball back. And I think they're going to score another touchdown. Now they're up 14-7. You know what I think they're going to do? What's that? They're going to stop them on the defense again and get the ball back. And go on. And now we're talking about the two-and-a-half-minute mark in the second. I think the Chiefs put, a, put together a methodical drive. And guess what? I think they score a touchdown, but they don't kick the one. They see Taylor Swift up in the stands and they're feeling 22. So they go for two to go into halftime, 22 to seven. I see San Francisco coming out of half, scoring another touchdown, making it 22, 14. And then I see Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs, maybe using midway through the third to the early part of the fourth to just get consistently get first downs, run the football. I think they score two touchdowns, not well, not at the same time. Cause obviously you score a touchdown at a time, but I think they're going to score a touchdown, get a, another quick stop, score another touchdown, making it what 36 36 to 14. And then I think Brock Purdy is going to throw one more touchdown to make it 36 21. Yep. Chiefs win. So to all you Chiefs fans that I might have, I mean, to all you. Niners fans that I might have disrespected, 36-21 Chiefs. See? You do know ball. They, they called me crazy. Listen, and my long shot to win the Super Bowl MVP. Oh, I'm leaning all the way in. Pause. I'm taking Travis Kelsey. Okay. Travis Kelsey to go for about... 12 receptions, 145 yards, and a touchdown. So you think he he gets the best of Fred Warner? I think he gets busy. Okay. Oh, that would my my dream scenario is the Chiefs win and Travis Kelsey announces his retirement. That'd be great. Why? So we can get this Taylor Swift storyline out of the NFL. As long as you're together, it's always going to be a storyline. Yeah, but I ain't got to see it every Sunday. Listen, it's just unfortunate. It's not Taylor's fault that Travis Kelsey's on the best team. One hundred percent. Like it, this is this is not animosity towards Taylor. It's the thing that Taylor brings with her 
like the did you, like I posted on Instagram like the story of what's the swag surf and why are the Chiefs and Taylor Swift dog black folks been swag surfers since 07? Yeah, and, and a lot of y'all, a lot of y'all. I'm glad you, my brother. I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of y'all swag surfing looks dusty, no shoulders. No it looks knees. like a, a, it looks like a splash shower, not a splash. Uh, I mean, a, a swag shower, not a swag surf. It's it's mad. It's mad tense. Your shoulders not you a little bit off beat. You don't really know how to just rock yeah. with it. And then you know what I'm saying. Then when then when it start kicking up at the end, y'all not really changing up the cadence of the shoulder move correct it's supposed to be i swag and i serve i mean they're not doing it it starts off slow and build up and they always just come right out the gate yeah slow build that's what y'all doing i don't know what that is they playing defense yeah it looked like you're trying to dodge the dick or something then a glory hole wall or something (laughs) what what Dog, that's wild. <laughs> I don't know where my brain. What? I don't know where my brain. Hey, Keely, come brain. get your boy. I don't know where my brain came up with that, but it's what? ridiculous. It's ridiculous. A lot of y'all swags are just, it's just ridiculous. It's just uh, ridiculous. We we can go home now. <laughs> what? I don't know where I got that one from. Yeah, um, I hope you don't bring it back. <laughs> a lot of pauses. A lot of even A-O's Kyle said that. pause. <laughs> yeah, that might have been one of my more wild ones. Uh, Achilles, you forgot the part where the refs hold their flags when Kittle gets held. Well, tell 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 Kittle to get open then. Listen, tell him everyone gets held in the NFL. I don't care. I don't care how it happens. I need the 49ers to lose. I don't care. Hook a crook straight up. I don't care. Hook a crook. Hook a crook straight up. Hook or crook or straight up. I don't care how the Chiefs win. I just need them to win. What happens if the Niners pull this one out? <sighs> Kyle Shanahan finally gets that trophy. I mean, he just gets his trophy. Fine. The the narrative is dead. The narrative Brock Purdy getting a Lombardi before Jalen Hurts should be criminal. You know... I'm not going to say it this year, but next year, if we if if the performance is similar under Kevin Kellen Moore's offense, oh, we're gonna have a conversation. Oh, no, I'm the we we not we're gonna have a conversation. One might say that that might be one of the worst contracts. I wouldn't go that far. I'm I'm not saying ever. I'm just saying currently in the league. Hey, is Justin Herbert still getting paid? Because that's a terrible contract. Hey, Amen. Every time I see Justin Herbert in a big moment, brother, what has they they've won the same amount of rings though? Hey, I've seen Jalen perform on the biggest stage. Justin can't even get past the smallest stage in the playoffs. Hey, they on the same Cancun couch though. That's true. That's true. But I know Jalen can perform in the clutch, and I know they, Justin is the most you're talking about potential and his potential is. Potential and results are still landing y'all on the same Cancun couch. So what are we talking about here? That's crazy. You would take you would take Jalen over. I mean, Herbo over Jalen. That's a different conversation. Okay, then. I didn't answer the question, but that's a different conversation. I'm just I'm just saying. I'm not saying Justin Herbert is bad. Let me get that clear. Justin Herbert is a top seven quarterback. I'm just saying. See, look at all these excuses coming in for Justin. 
Look at all these excuses coming in for Jay Herbo. How big, was, how big how big was that playoff blunder in Jacksonville? How many points did they give up? Well, what's worse, a playoff blunder or just not showing up versus the Bucks? Because y- y'all, I mean, I'd rather have I'd rather ways. not show up and just say it was a bad day than oh, blow a lead like that. Here we go. Here we go. Listen, I'd rather I'm say, not, "Hey, man, Chargers the game." Wrong. I'm not saying the Herbo fans is wrong. I'm saying y'all both on the same Cancun couch. So I and really I'm with you. So really, nobody can talk crazy because nobody really doing anything. One hundred percent, I can talk crazy. Nah. When you, what here's, you think? Here's you where think? I'm at now that I've seen Patrick Mahomes not even dare sniff life without an AFC Championship game. Here's what I'm saying: until somebody come along and and take the mantle from old boy, all of our quarterbacks is just that's fair. First place losers. That's fair. Goodbye, Tom Brady. Hello, Patrick Mahomes. The, the updated All version this of Tom. All that going on the internet now, it don't even matter because 15, he laughs at all this. He laughs at all this. I don't care if you're Jordan Love. I don't care if you're Justin Herbert. I don't care if you're Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence. Especially Josh Allen. Josh Allen has nightmares about that man. Trevor Lawrence, Baker Mayfield, Matthew Stafford, oh, now we Jared Goff, Lamar Jackson. It really don't matter. It don't matter. 15 laughs at us all. All of our quarterbacks are first place losers. Can we can we go back to Jay Herbert one second? Because Jamie and Achille in the chat making excuses for Herbert. Like he didn't have Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, and Keenan yeah. Allen. You're not hearing me. Y'all keep it don't listen. I hear you. I'm just saying we we talk like Justin Herbert out here with Cam Newton's roster that he took to the Super Bowl. No, 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 no. Justin Herbert has had weapons. And the no, Chargers man, consistently pissed the What is weapons with clear inferior coaching? All right. You saw it. Look at what happened when they took Shane Steichen from Jalen Hurts. Hey man. I'm not and I'm not saying all of Justin, our quarterbacks are first place losers. That's fair. But I think Justin's going to do good under Harbaugh. But I'm just saying, if his talent is what y'all telling me, he shouldn't have blown the lead to Jacksonville, and he should have a little bit more success. But the Chargers are the Chargers. But we'll see. We'll see. Because y'all don't don't show that same grace to Lamar Jackson. Are you talking about when the team just underperforms? Yep. Y'all don't – because it's Lamar – that playoff loss was Lamar's fault. It was – it was – yeah, it was Lamar's fault. It was also yeah. We don't we don't show that same grace to Lamar. We don't nah, show that same I'm grace a, to I'm Josh. A, I'm a LJ lifer. I'm a, I'm a rep LJ. Nah, we, that's we my MVP. Lamar lost half his roster and still made it to the AFC Championship game, and he's still catching heat for losing that game. Justin Herbert blows a lead against Jacksonville. Like, oh, we're just ain't getting the weapons. It's bad coaching. Justin's amazing. All right, dog. All right, man. Oh, he lost, one, he lost one receiver. Oh, the offense went to hell. Here's what I'm gonna say about here's what I'm gonna say about the Ravens. I mean the Chargers, though. Your defense spotted you. I mean, your offense spotted you 20-some points. Offense, I mean, defense couldn't get like one stop, one or two all, stops. All all the same thing with the Falcons. All you have to do is put together one decent drive. That's but, it. But damn, I spotted you 20 to 25. I know, points. I know, but it's 25 you, you, NFL points, like. You can't get a stop. You you see that your defense is struggling. You got an A man. Let's put together a six minute drive. 
that should put this away. That should make it physically impossible, mathematically impossible. But damn. For a comeback. I hear you. I did you 25 NFL points. Let me ask you a question. Patrick Mahomes spots his team 25 points. Do they lose that game? No matter how the defense is playing, doesn't matter. Listen, stop, stop comparing, stop comparing people to 15. That's, that's what I'm, I'm that's what I'm okay. I'm done with it. Our quarterbacks are all first place losers. I think we as fans, if you're not a Kansas City fan, listen, it as unfortunate as it is, we just gotta we just gotta accept that we're all on the same Cancun couch. Brock Purdy is trying to change that narrative, but the hilarity of Brock Purdy being the guy to change that. During Black History Month, y'all it, it just—it just can't happen, dog. It just you can't. You're crazy if you think I'm rooting against anyone black during Black History Month. So, and for all you comment, oh, but what did everything have to be about race? Because damn it, y'all gave us the shortest month of the year. Yeah, it's still dark. It's six o'clock. Can't even go out and have fun. The baddies not even wearing sundresses. Nope, that's Juneteenth. That's freedom. Mm. That's when the fish fries come out with the mac and cheese, the baked beans, the collard greens. Mm. Maybe you got the cornbread. You got the ha- the yams. A little bit. Well, of that, I think I think you're talking about Thanksgiving. I ain't never been no, to I'm a fish fry with all that food. Fish fry usually got some fish, some Wonder Bread, and somebody might bring some soda. <laughs> I ain't never been. To yeah, no I got fish the fry with no bread like fish. that. Y'all just pulling I, up front. You need a few sides. Somebody. I mean, I ain't ne- somebody bring some chips. It's supposed to be a family gathering. People supposed to bring food. And, and I, I have an uncle who goes fishing every year, every summer, and every summer he just calls and say, "Yo, I'm frying this fish. Come on over." And that's it. You get some bread, some but hot sauce. To, well, then that's, that's well, then y'all not being good guests and and bringing bringing uh food to the spot. Well, he like he'll like he'll it'll be like Sunday at 10 a.m. A little macaroni start... salad, a little yeah. Someone some brings some macaroni salad. French fries, come on! Nah, no wings, Y'all no acting like fries. I'm crazy. I'm not saying you're crazy. I'm just saying your family go out for the fish fry. I'm not saying all that. I'm just saying they just look maybe some lumpias. I never had them. I've never had that. I thought I thought you said lupus. I was like, I don't. I don't. Nah, I don't. that's it's like a that's Philippine. A it's, it's a it's a it's a Pacific Asian type of food. Oh, okay. Like these little egg roll Johns. I had a neighbor across the street. She used to make some fire ones. I, Fuck them shits up. Oh, pause. Um, listen, there's listen, NBA tread, NBA tread, tread. Listen, I'm not drunk. You are NBA trade deadline approaching. Do you think anybody makes a big splash trade before the deadline? I believe Thursday. Uh, well, the big trade was what happened. And Zach Levine said, Nope, I ain't going to Detroit. Do you honestly tell me, do you think that's really what happened? Ladies and gentlemen, for those who may not be aware. So Zach Levine, a uh, forward for the Chicago Bulls. He's been rumored to maybe have maybe have been ready to been traded to either like the Lakers, the Heat or another contender. Um, And a a report came out essentially that he was getting surgery on uh, his foot because uh, a a report came out that he was getting season-ending surgery on his foot after other reports that came out that the Pistons were heavily involved in potentially trading for Zach Levine, the Pistons being the all-time uh, worst 
uh, one of the worst teams. Well, excuse me. The Pistons holding the longest losing streak in NBA history earlier this season. Um, so many speculate, like Danny, that Zach Levine went ahead and got this surgery to avoid being traded to Detroit. Danny, is this a big deal or no? Do you think this is I think this is honestly do you think they knew about this foot injury prior and then he was like, No, 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 I'm gonna get this injury, I'm gonna get this surgery so y'all can't trade me. Let me ask you a question. Yep. Zach Levine finds out, hey, you going to the Lakers. You think he get the surgery? Hey, you going to Miami. Hey, you going to Milwaukee. Not that Milwaukee was in the conversation, but hey, you about to go to a contender. You think he gets that foot surgery? Because I don't. Well, he's been playing on this foot, so maybe the pain just got gradually worse. Yeah, it got gradually worse when Detroit was like, yeah, here's our offer. Yeah, but yeah, it would it would it would hurt your foot a little bit more too. One hundred percent. Like I'm, if if Zach was were traded to a contender, I think he would have put the surgery off to the offseason. That's all. That's what I think. Here's what I'm gonna say: Zach Levine, protect your health. Protect your health. Excuse me. Protect your health. Protect your mental. Protect your body. And think about it. Was you ready to really be out there with the Detroit baddies? Danny, someone sends you to Detroit for an extended period of time. Are you going to be at- Never mind. I don't want to do that to you. Yep. Thank you. I don't want to do that to you. Last week, Danny, we talked about Joel Embiid, right? We asked uh, if he will actually... W- play enough games to be in contention to win the MVP. For those who may not be familiar, the NBA has changed the uh, the minimum requirement of games to be considered uh, eligible for the MVP to 65. Joel Embiid, shortly after our, our pod last week, um, was playing the, um, was the Raptors? I think so. It was the Raptors and Precious Achua came down on his no it was it was not the raptors i forgot who it was um but he had someone uh land on his knee and essentially uh he left the game he was injured and reports came out and confirmed that he has a torn meniscus he had the surgery earlier today um he's out indefinitely they so clearly he's going to miss the mark on um the mvp games but i think to a bigger concern He's looking to be out for an extended period of time, at least the next couple of months. Yep. Danny, does this take Philly out of real contendership for you now? It does. I think if you're Philadelphia, you have to ask yourself a question. Do you continue to move at this pace? And I think I saw a report they're looking into like um, bogey in Detroit. Like they're still trying to add pieces. Like if you think, Joel is going to come back in a couple of months for the playoffs and be okay? Or do you do what you did at the beginning of his career and just shut him down for the year? I don't think you have a year to waste of Joel's career. So I would continue to move as if he's going to be back in a couple of months fully healthy. I would. I wouldn't. Listen, not only do I second that, I feel like if you're the Sixers, especially knowing Nick Nurse, you know that these type of injuries, especially when you get like a meniscus, you know, removed, you know, the impact that it does, all that, 
that impact on your knees. I mean, once you have bad knees, you just have bad knees. So I think yep. they know that at this this at this stage in Joel's career, you know, he you know, by 2034, is Joel Embiid still gonna be playing? We don't know. Probably so, not. That's 10 years now. Probably yeah. not. So let's look at what it looks like in 2026, 2025, 2028. What does that championship window kind of leave us with, with this kind of unique generational talent and how can we get there? I feel like it starts by you making sure Joel rehabs first and then you just continue to fly out the roster. You get you get rid of uh, Doc, Doc, Doc Rivers. You bring in, you know, I mean, you trade away James Harden. You bring in a Tyrese Maxey. You're, you're doing all these things that they're doing. So I feel like um, eventually it's got to start paying off. Yeah, I just, I'd rather have Joel come in and I'm in the play-in healthy. Like, whatever. Like, the, remember, like, the Lakers last year, it was like, if everyone's healthy by the playoffs, we can do we can do some damage. And they made it to the Western Conference Finals. Same kind of philosophy. Like, and they were also playing a lot better, too. Yeah, like, okay, Joel comes back. We're, the, we're between seven and nine, but we have a chance to get to six. That's fine. Like a healthy Joel, and if you make some moves at the deadline, yeah, let's do it. Um, listen, let's talk a little WWE. Yes, big news came out of Friday Night SmackDown last week when Cody Rhodes, after winning the male men's Royal Rumble, um, came to SmackDown to address Roman. And Roman Reigns, first off, ladies and gentlemen, puts on a masterclass in a heel promo he came out called seth rollins title the b title remind everyone how he's already beat everyone who's competing for that title shouldn't we call it the the runner the runners up title the loser Um, bracket the loser bracket title um but now when cody came out there and basically told him that basically to be the man you got to beat the man you know come take it if you want it Another brother came out who knew Roman a little bit better, and that was Dwayne The Rock Johnson. All but somewhat confirming that we will see Roman versus Rock at WrestleMania. Danny, is this a big deal or no deal to you? Massive deal. And all this happened because that lawsuit came or that report came out about Vince McMahon last week. Like, if that doesn't happen and the CM Punk doesn't get hurt, I don't think The Rock faces Roman at WrestleMania. I think he faces Roman at SummerSlam or in Saudi Arabia because really? everything points to Cody was going to challenge Roman, but you need you needed someone to move the needle a little bit more than Cody Rhodes. I know people are upset that Cody won't be able to finish the story. Let's be very clear. The Rock is not beating Roman at WrestleMania for the title. No, Rock, he will not. He's not. It's just going to be a great match. Cody can finish his story at SummerSlam. Cody can finish his story anywhere. We have been begging for the Rock versus Roman Reigns for like five years. We're getting it. Who says Cody's story isn't winning the World Heavyweight Championship? Correct. Well, his story is beating Roman. Like That's how that story ends. But everyone wants to be at WrestleMania. I get it. It's still going to be just as cool when he does it at SummerSlam. Like It's going to be okay, guys. We have been begging for the Rock and Roman for five years. And we're getting it at the big at WrestleMania. Yo, just enjoy it. In the middle of Roman's very historic title reign. Correct. Like the Rock is like the last hurdle. He is beating Brock. He is beating Cena. Now he's going to beat someone in his like the the Godfather. Goldberg, maybe. He's yeah. I think I remember Goldberg interrupted a speech one time. I think like he is. 
The Rock is one of the few notches on the belt that Roman Reigns hasn't conquered. Like he can fight Cody whenever. I don't care, dog. Have you ever seen like a wrestling hive go crazy for for their people like that? They're going to turn Cody Rhodes into Daniel Bryan. No, you're not. Enjoy the match between what Rock do you mean and Roman. By turning him into Daniel Bryan for the people. Like, remember, Daniel Bryan kept getting screwed, and then like the yes movement happened so much that they finally gave him the belt at WrestleMania. And you think you think they could do that? I, I think the fans just they just want to fight. Fine, man. Enjoy Rock versus Roman. Cody's gonna be all right. Cody's gonna be just fine. What's wrong with him winning the World Heavyweight Championship? I don't. The, the story is he needs to get his get back on Roman. Like Seth said last night. He's lost. Seth has lost to Cody the last three times. Cody has nothing to prove against Seth. He needs to be Roman. Like, I, I understand that. But he can beat Roman at SummerSlam. He can beat Roman at SummerSlam. And it's gonna, what belt would they be fighting for? They'd be fighting for Roman's belt. So what happens to Cody's belt? It makes no sense to unify those titles because they had to separate them because Roman didn't defend them. It would make zero sense to unify it again. That belt ain't been around 18 months. So th that means Seth Rollins would have to drop it prior then. Yeah. I I don't think Cody's going to fight Seth at WrestleMania, to be honest, which means the Royal Rumble means nothing. Who do you think Seth's going to... I mean, Cody's going to... Uh, I don't know. The winner of the Men's Elimination Chamber? Because the winner of the Elimination Chamber has to get something. Because if Rock is getting Roman and Cody's going to get Seth, then why the hell are people go the dudes going to be in the elimination chamber for? Like, what's the point? Yeah, the IC title, Gunther's facing Jay. Like, what the hell are we fighting for? Yeah, it does seem like a lot of their big storylines are kind of just they're if you think about them, they're kind of playing out in real real life. Yeah, like uh, if Seth does, if CM Punk doesn't get hurt, they'd really be in a pickle. Well, then right. CM would have to win. The elimination. Well, would, I think at that point, then it would be a triple threat match at WrestleMania. Yeah, and we don't need that. Main events shouldn't be triple threat matches at WrestleMania. It needs to be mano y mano, one on one. That's all you can ever ask for. But some people don't agree, my brother. Some people do not agree. What about probably my favorite segment from yesterday's show? Bailey basically letting um, EO Sky and Damage Control know, bitch. I heard what you said. I heard that shit you said. In Japanese. In Japanese. And now it is official. Bailey versus Io Sky at WrestleMania. Basically the end of what we knew was damage control as we formerly know it. Danny, you think this is a big deal or no deal? Massive deal. One of the best face turns. Like when she spoke Japanese Friday night and everyone was like, oh, like that was chef's kiss. Like that oh, was yeah. that was, I was like, okay, Bailey, good crowd control. I like what you did there. Yeah, and she and she spoke it like it was fluent. Like, oh, like yeah, it, it just yeah, like oh yeah, that was they probably helped her out. They probably helped oh one hundred percent. Whoever coached her through that, a plus. That was the best segment of the night. Oh yeah, hands down. Danny, I know, I know you wanted to talk a little bit WNBA free agency. I've been seeing, I've been seeing a lot of a lot of signings. I don't know if I've seen some trades uh, trades yet, but feels like WNBA is moving and shaking in their offseason. We're going to keep this real quick. I know we're pressed for time. Uh, I just, there's an arms race happening in the WNBA right now. So Skylar Dickinson-Smith, the biggest free agent, C. Domino, she goes to Seattle. And then Neko Gumake, 
informed your sparks a week or two ago that she is not coming back because she too signed to Seattle. So Skylar joins Jewel Lloyd, who was her college teammate at Notre Dame. Uh, and then, and as he's there too, that's just, that's going to be a powerhouse of a team. Like last year, it was all about Vegas, New York, Vegas, New York. Now it's Vegas, New York, Seattle, uh, Phoenix trade for Clea Coppa today. Clea Coppa won finals MVP from Chicago. She's from Chicago. Uh, do you remember that picture of everyone's seen the picture? They probably don't know the reference. Clea Copper when they played the Mercury in the finals, like she's standing over Sophie Cunningham, the white girl, and then just like stand her down. They're teammates now. Very interesting what's happening in Phoenix. They also went out inside Natasha Cloud. Uh, Phoenix is, I feel like, in a really tricky situation. As long as Diana Taurasi is on that team, they're going to have to try to contend for a championship by Diana Taurasi is washed. And she's just there taking up a roster spot and getting her money. No, brother. So, I mean, she is washed. Diana Taurasi is like 40 years old. Like, she's there for a check. Same with Team USA. Stop giving her roster spots for the Olympics. She is old. She's, served. she's not doing anything. That's a conversation for another they still day. Gotta, she got to make her money. Why you hate? I ain't mad at her. I'm just saying, especially like Team USA. Stop giving Diana Taurasi roster spots. She gonna play That's thirty. Hate. She gonna play thirty seconds a game. That's hate. Um, the overall overarching theme from the WWE free agency is that outside of like, uh, I think the Mystics are in limbo. What they're gonna do with Atlanta Deladon? But every team, they're putting their chips in to win a championship. So I think it's gonna be a very competitive season. I think Indiana. I would say the Sparks have thrown the wave, the white flag. They're starting their rebuild. Indiana's in year two of a rebuild, but they might add Caitlin Clark, so that might energize the rebuild. And then the Mystics are kind of limbo, but every other team is starting to build a machine to beat the Aces. Like, remember a couple years ago when the Warriors were in their run and everyone was like, oh, they're doing all that to beat stuff. Same thing, they're doing all this to beat Asia. So very exciting times. In the w- if, you, if you're not a fan, I would say this would be a great season to watch. I feel like there's going to be a lot of parity across the league. Will the Aces be looked at as the clear-cut favorite next year still? So I don't know, right? They're the reigning championships. They've won back-to-back, but Chelsea Gray hurt her. Um, she hurt her leg in the finals, like one of the last games of the finals. I don't know how healthy she's going to be at the start of the season in May and how long it's going to take her to get to 100%. Uh, they, the Aces released two um, two death pieces behind Asia and Kayla George and Landon Coates, but they signed Megan Gustafson and they re-signed Kia Stokes. So they might be okay. I think the Aces are just... I think there's a move for the Aces to make. I just don't know what that move is. Maybe they trade for Elena Deladon. Maybe. I don't know if you have the assets to get her, but the trade market has kind of dwindled on her. Maybe you can get her for the low. I don't think the Mystics are going to just let her go for nothing. But she can't stay healthy. So, But if EDD is your fourth best player, I think I think that's better than her being your second best player because she's extremely injury prone. She helps stretch the floor for Asia. Asia, she can run pick and roll. She can run your offense. So you essentially have and Candace Parker's coming back. So, yeah, like that's a very interesting front court of Asia, EDD, and Candace Parker. You could switch everything. Are you falling asleep? No. Oh, I thought your eyes were closed. Oh, man, that's crazy. But, yeah, that's that's pretty much the long and short of there are some other moves, but those are the big ones. That's crazy. Listen, I, you know, last last year I, st- I, I staked my claim in the, uh, in, Los Angeles fandom yep. for the WNBA. And now this year I feel like I got to take my fandom to the next level and I got to, you know what I mean? Like I got to, yeah. I got to, I got to kind of get in on the salary caps or start seeing team depths and needs. Um, so I feel like I got to well, take my WNBA fandom to like level two and a half to three next season. 
if you're a Sparks fan, you have the number four pick in the draft, and I think you have another top ten pick, and this is a deep draft, right? So you have the opportunity to draft two potential cornerstone pieces to, to some of the pieces that developed last year. It's a great time to be a Sparks fan. I just think you're in the spot that Indiana was last year when they drafted Aaliyah Boston. So, again, it's – Is the draft deep enough, though, when you're that at that – like, you know, because you know, like – Yeah, so if you have four overall, Caitlin's one – uh, the girl from Stanford is two. Uh, I think Andrew Reese is going to fall to like nine or ten because she just has no offensive game. Like this is a deep draft. Like if they're like it, most draft, like none at all. Like Angel, Angel foul trouble. She struggles with her offense. Like she's still a great player, but she's not going to be taken. She might be top seven. Well, LA would definitely have no their chance to draft game. Her. What's her defense? Yeah, and she a lot of putbacks. She plays really close to the basket. Like she can work on her her mid range, like stretching the floor a little bit. She's still a great player. Like don't get me wrong. She just needs to be a little bit more polished. And that is not in reference to her attitude because I love her attitude. Whatever team she goes to is going to get a culture setter. Think so? Yeah, but it's a deep draft. That's if everyone declares. If no one declares, or if someone decides to go back, it kind of throws things in loop. But I think everyone will declare. And one last thing, guys. When WNBA players go to the WNBA, they don't lose their NIL deals. They just become traditional endorsements, and they get a WNBA salary. I know people are like, why would they go to the WNBA? They lose money. Dog, State Farm not going to drop Caitlin Clark because she goes to the draft. Yeah, but they probably – I think they're saying they just make more via the NILs than they would. You, but you don't lose your NIL when you go to the league. They just become endorsements. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, like you don't lose money. You earn money because now you get those endorsements plus a WNBA salary. Like they just become endorsements. They don't lose money by going pro. You know, we live in the information age, and I think a lot of people just don't have no damn information. I just thought I'd say that. Um, All right, Danny, now that we're getting to the end of the show, have you thought about what, what could maybe get us to a trade? Not yet. I was going to do it tonight while I was editing this and see what we can, because you want 209? I think we can work with 209. I mean... It's going to take a lot to get 204. And 201 is going to take a lot. And 101, there's only two players I'm even entertaining for 101 and neither one of them are available. 204, I'll give you Stefan Diggs. Straight up? I don't know about straight up, but we can start it. We can start it around there. I got to think because I don't know where Diggs is going to be next year because he's not going to be in Buffalo. Are you sure about that? He's he's talking like he's ready for whatever. And when you talk like that, you, you already that, gone. You saw that press conference too. Yeah, he. When you start talking like that, you already gone. When your girl look at you, be like, "Yo, it's whatever." She already gone. Same way if a man look at you and say it's whatever, they already gone. Well, D'Lo just had a press conference the other day for the Lakers, and he basically mm-hmm. said he don't, you know, he just can control what he can control. He don't really care. He just here to that's, play basketball. That's different. That is, I, I still, I want to be a part of this team, but I understand if you let me go. When you say it's whatever, you already gone. Like if someone's like, I'm a control what I can control. I can play basketball. I'm a member of XYZ. They still want to be part of that team. But when someone's like, it's whatever, like that, like Stefan doesn't want to be there anymore. 
What quick, real quick before we go? Yep. What team makes sense for Stephon Diggs at at thirty years old? I mean, this this won't happen. But man, Kansas City. Kansas City. You wouldn't trade Diggs to your rival, your rival, or a team that wants to win now. So who is a team that like he'd be great in L.A. with Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, and Stephon Diggs, and then the kid from Washington. That's who, buddy. We cooking. A lot of, a lot of. I think it has to be a team that has a really young wide receiver room that needs a veteran presence. Yeah, but does someone... Diggs want that? I think Diggs wants to win now, and yeah, I think he might a... throw a bit of a fit if a team trades for him. That isn't yeah. a win now team. Yeah, but they're then they're going to ask him, sir. Do you see this contract right here? You're in year two. Yeah, as I say, how long is his contract? I think he's in year two of an extension that he just recently signed. Oh, yeah. So the potential out is after next year, it's $22 million in dead cap. Yeah, he ain't going nowhere. Oh, so now you think he's staying, actually? No, I'm saying, like, whatever team he gets traded to, like, like you said, it don't matter. He ain't going yeah. nowhere. Yeah, it don't matter. Or Buffalo might really elect to try to keep him. I, I think Buffalo wants to keep them, but again, when you go and say – it's whatever, or if that's the the tone that you're sending. Like we we know what that means. Do you think he's frustrated at just like the 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 lack of results? He need to be mad at himself. Josh True. threw a perfect ball and he dropped it. True. He need to be upset at himself. True. But I yeah. guess I get I guess he's tired of every year losing to Kansas City. He probably want to come back to the NFC. He probably saying, "Man, it's sweet over there, man. Send me to Green Bay." Send me to Detroit. Send me anywhere in the NFC. I haven't seen. Don't worry, Stephon Diggs. You're going to be a Carolina Panther very soon. Mm, he might retire. Or a Tennessee Titan. Retire. You go from the second, third best team in the AFC to the seventh. Retire. Yeah, Houston retire. would be interesting. Houston would be very interesting. You think so? Oh, yeah. That'd be real. Stefan in Houston? With CJ? CJ and Nico and... Yeah, yeah, that'd be real interesting. Could be, but they may not want to trade him in, in conference, though. Yeah, well, you ain't going to have much so of then, a choice. So then you might want to go to the NFC, and there's some teams that might need some wide receivers out there. Yeah, Green Bay. Now, we got a, we got a, a, a room full of them. You wouldn't take Stefan Diggs? I think you send him to a team like Atlanta. Like, okay. Yeah, Stefan doesn't fit your timeline. You're young. He doesn't fit the timeline. Um, like Atlanta, like a New York Giants. Yeah. Uh, I like would say it. the Jets. Not the Jets. I mean the um the Lions would be extremely interesting. The, they already got a room full of receivers, though. I mean, you got Jamo, Amon Ra. Reynolds is your third. Jameer Gibbs is really your third. Yeah. Sam Ford is really your fourth. That's, but I'm saying that you throw Stefan Diggs in the mix. Now, now you're on Stefan on one side, Amon Ra on the slot. Uh, Sam is your tight end. You put Sam in the slot, Amon Ra and Gibbs out the backfield. And Jameson on the man, you just run four wide. Everybody run. We'll see. We'll see it. Ladies and gentlemen, remember this this conversation next year when Stefan Diggs is 
still a Buffalo Bill, and we're just having. I'm not. Time. I'm not. I'm saying. I'm not saying he's leaving Buffalo for sure, but if I had to put money, if I had to put a percentage, I'd say 55% he's gone out of Buffalo. You just don't say that. Like that is, it's whatever. That's pretty powerful. Hey, he said, that's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. Yo, your wide receiver, one of your wide receiving greats really was in his driveway crying. Hilarious. He was also in his driveway doing sit-ups. We talking about T.O., right? Oh, we talking about T.O. Yeah, he was in his driveway doing sit-ups, throwing Donovan McNabb on the bus, and then five years later, he hit the podium crying over Tony Romo. Well, he was mad that Donovan McNabb was out gambling and, and whatnot before the Super Bowl. Hey, man. And he was mad Donovan was in the huddle throwing up on the field. I'd be pissed, too. Get it together, my guy. And you still think Donovan McNabb is an all-time great slash Hall of Famer? No, he's not a Hall of Famer. He's an all-time great Eagles quarterback. It is so hard to get into the Hall of Fame in football. Like I said the other week, there are only, what, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks in the league right now and Patrick and Aaron. Like, that's it. Ain't no, ain't no other Hall of Fame. Russell is a fringe Hall of Famer in the past two past couple years. I've been, huh? I'm gonna need you to put a little bit more respect on future Hall of Famer Jordan Love's name too. Okay, yeah, beating beating the snot out of the Cowboys in Dallas gets you a gold jacket, brother. That's hate. That's not. Hate. I'm not saying he couldn't be a Hall of Famer. All I'm saying is it is extremely hard. There are probably 12 Hall of Famers in the NFL right now. Total. Total across the board, maybe 15. Listen, That's it. Hall of Fame is a tough, a tough one to make. I'll tell in you. In the what. NFL, it is basketball. It's pretty easy, but in the NFL, it's that's hard. hate. Yo, that's hate. Yeah, hate it. It is easy to get into basketball. You, you get your hate off easier today. because in basketball they count your college stuff too, right? Like when someone's in the Hall of Fame, they'll, they'll oh, they also it's, count it's a, international guys as well. It's yeah, the name yeah, they, basketball Hall of Fame, whereas that one's just the pro football. Yeah, because no one else plays pro football. Danny, let the good folks know where they can find you at. It's been a great show as usual, man. Well, first of all, you can find us on Speak on the Underscore Pod on X, uh, Instagram, TikTok. You can send us an email at speakonapod14 at gmail.com. Like I said, football is over on Sunday. We'd love to answer some questions. Doesn't matter what it's about. You can find me at DannyOcean41. Hopefully, we're going to start talking a lot more WNBA on my X feed. Again, Season starting to ramp up, or well, free agency's ramping up, and the season will be here before we know it. It'll be here in two months. The draft is like two weeks after March Madness, and then there's training camps in the season. So we're gonna have some fun. It's gonna be a listen. Are you how excited are you for the very first uh, owners meeting? Oh, in the Dynasty League. Oh, I can't wait. Is it going to be on Zoom? No, I think it'll probably be via the chat in. Uh... The chat and sleeper. What I'll probably do is for each um, topic, I'll bring it to the forefront, let the people discuss a little bit, and then I'll probably drop a poll and whatever okay. the whatever the poll decides. Well, I think well the taxi was the biggest issue. I don't know what else there's. I know we yeah, we flirted with the idea of turning it into a dynasty league. My brother, don't you worry. Me as a commissioner, you know I'm pretty buttoned up. I can tell you right now before we go. So the 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 agenda for the 2024 owners meeting, which is also in our pinned messages, yep, 
Number one, taxi. You already got that one. Number two, free agency-based waivers starting next year. Everyone in the league would get $150 for the year for free Mm. agents who would need six votes to pass. The third would be removing bonus points for explosive plays. So right now there's 0.5 bonus points for 40-plus yard plays and one bonus points for 50-plus yards plays. Um, We would vote to need six votes for that to pass. and then. Number four, which needs seven votes to pass, since it's a very big one, is making this a super flex league in 2027. Okay. Okay. Something to think about. Something to think about. Not a big fan of the the budget for free agency, but it adds a different element for sure. I actually, I kind of do like it. I did it in one league one year and it turned out okay. Yeah. But... It's very interesting to think about. I mean, it's just if you want them, how much you how much are you willing to pay? How long before Bam would be out of money? Oh, week three. I was gonna say week. I was gonna say seven. Have a guy that'll offer fifty dollars for a running back. I was gonna say seven. Nah, not Bam. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you follow the boy, the the smoothest. I got I got to work on the line. Yeah, the bro, the fro was just money. It was it was it was money. You already know when you see this Nas Faye, ladies and gentlemen, it can only be one brother, the good brother, Losi Mix. That is L O S D E E M I X on Instagram, on Twitter, on or Twitter, on X, on uh TikTok, on uh YouTube, on Twitch. Um I gotta I gotta get back into I gotta I gotta get more public with some of my DJ stuff. Yo, I was listening to a an uh mix earlier today from last week that I thought I didn't like. And then when I listened back to it this morning, I was like, man, this shit don't sound bad. So I'm working on a new mix for us this week. Um, you know what? During the off season, one episode is just, we're going to come on and listen to you mix. Cause I know, I know come like July, we're going to be real. It's going to be real tight. Listen, that's when, that's when, you know, when Stephen A goes on vacation during the off season, that's when, that's when he'd be gone. That's going to be our off season. We might have to. Yeah. yeah we, we might be off for a couple of weeks in the summer. We might, might have to just take some time to recoup, ladies and gentlemen. We've been, we, we do a lot of talking, a lot of speaking on things. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with us tonight. And of course, how else could I really decide to end this? This audio adventure, then the same way we brought it in. Pause. Little Drizzy Drake. Oh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, it's always love. Shout out to Kyle. Shout out to Akili. Shout out to Gladys. Shout out to Danny. Shout out, Shout out to, to the freaks out here. All right. Y'all have a good night. <laughs>